Well, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. This is The Crossroad. My name is uh, Tepo Mafata, and this is actually part two of, 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 of our series on false teachers, false preachers, and uh, today we'll be looking at the verse, um, the passage from 1 Timothy chapter 6, from verse 6 to 10. Um, we did uh, 3 to 7 uh, in the previous uh, uh, episode, and this in this episode we will be looking at chapter 6, uh, chapter six uh, from verse 6 to 10. And I've titled this episode, this passage, uh, The Dangerous Desire to be Rich. Here we will see how Paul actually explains to us the consequences of pursuing richness instead of actually being content with what God has provided us, referring to the basics that we need to have a godly and fruitful life. The dangerous desire uh, to be rich. Let us read the, the, the text. Um, let's just go to the text directly and here is our text let us look at that but godliness with contentment is great gain for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world but if we have food and clothing with these we will be content but those who desire to be rich fall into the temptation into a snare into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith, from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Now, just as a background to this, um, Paul in verses 4 to 5 of this same chapter describes a false teacher as someone who has an unhealthy desire for engagement in controversial discussions. That is, he loves controversy and has an unhealthy desire for debate over the meaning of words. Paul says, among other things, he mentioned this, this unhealthy desire that this, this uh, false teacher has um, this unhealthy desire produces constant friction among people who are morally corrupt and deprived of the truth, and who also imagine that godliness, godliness is a means of gain. Now, this last statement that uh, could be offered could could be actually referring to the false teacher as one who is imagining that godliness is a means of gain, or it could actually be referring to the people that Paul refers to, those that are morally corrupt and, 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 and deprived of the truth, in other words, the targets of this Paul's preacher. Now, whether Paul refers to the false teacher or whether Paul refers to his targets by saying that they imagine that godliness is a means of gain, it does not change how Paul responds to, 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 to this statement that he has made, that there are people, whether they, they it being false teachers or whether in it being the people that the false teacher is targeting, those that are morally corrupt and deprived of the truth, whether Paul is talking about either of them 
or both of them. The, the, the response that he gives us here in verses 6 to 10 does not change in any way. In fact, whether he was referring to the false teachers, the response will still be applicable. Uh, whether he was referring to the, to the target of, of, of these false preachers, uh, as, well, as people who imagine that godliness is a means of gain, it will also, not, it will also be applicable, his response here in verses uh, 6 to 10. So, having that background, that Paul here is talking, is, is defining a false teacher. He's telling us who this false teacher is. And when he comes to verse, to verse, uh, to verse 5, he actually tells us either, as I said, that false preachers imagine that godliness is a means of gain or the target of false preachers, those who sit under these false preachers and they listen to them and so on, I think as well that godliness is a means of gain. And looking at our country, looking at the world currently, I think I think that that statement would be applicable either way. We see false teachers and false preachers being after money. In fact, their rich lifestyle, the, the, their, their private jets and all these things that they acquire as a result of, 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 of claiming to be pro proclaiming the word of God shows to us very clearly that they, these false teachers or these false preachers, truly imagine they see godliness as a means of becoming rich. But as well, those that go and sit and listen to these false preachers and these false pastors, most of them you will you will hear when they speak, you will hear when they come out of or go into these these tents or these uh, makeshift churches or these uh, um, um, places of, of, of where they meet, most of them are there because they are in need of something. They are in need of either money, work, marriage, or healing. So in other words, they, they look at this whole thing of God or godliness as a means of gain. Now, gain can be uh, in terms of money, gain it can be in terms of lifestyle, it can be in terms of whatever, but both the false teacher and the targets of these false teachers are the people that are thinking that godliness or being godly means you're going to gain something uh, in this lifetime that will improve your life in one way or the other. Now, Paul contradicts and gives us the consequences of this kind of thinking from verses 6 uh, to 10. Let us look at verse 6. He says he contradicts uh, uh, um, this thought of thinking that godliness is a means of gain by saying, but godliness with contentment is great gain. And now, let's look at a couple of verses that, that, that support Paul. Uh, in this matter. If we look at Psalms 37, 16, it reads as follows. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked. Let us look at um, Proverbs 15, 16, and it reads as such. And just listen to these verses as I go through them. Proverbs 15, verse 16 says, Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble with it. Now, let us look at another verse, Philippians 4.11. 
and that one reads as follows, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be contend. Now let us look at the last verse. It is Hebrews 13.5, and there it says, Keep your life free from the love of money, and be content with what you have. For he has said, and this is God, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Now, Paul says the statement, and you can see that this is not something that Paul has simply just come up with. He says it is actually better, it's more gain to be content, to be godly with contentment, meaning to be godly and be be, be happy and, and, and be okay with the basics, with whatever that God has given you in this life, which is the basics to live a life that is fruitful to God, to live a life that displays that godliness. It is not actually, it, it is better to, to, to be content than thinking that godliness is a means of gain. But rather, godliness has to do with a lot with being content with what you have. And in verse 7, Paul gives us a a, a reason for why he says that it is actually better to, to, to have godliness with contentment. In fact, why he says that godliness with contentment is great gain rather than godliness thinking that and not being satisfied with what you already have. He justifies his contradiction of what the false teachers and these targets that targeted people thinking by saying, this is the reason why I am saying godliness with contentment is great grain. Look at verse 7. He says, for we brought nothing into the, the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. When we came into this world, let me just highlight this because I just really want to make sure that we do not miss this. Uh, let me just get uh, the the the, the pencil that I draw with. Here is the reason here. For we brought nothing into this world. Not only that, and we cannot take anything out of this world. So this is the reason why Paul says it is actually better to have godliness with contentment rather than thinking that godliness is a means of gain. Rather, godliness with contentment is great gain because we brought nothing into this world, and we cannot take nothing out of this world. Now, there are a couple of verses that support Paul in this matter. If you look at Job 1.21, listen to what Job says. He says, and he said, naked I came, and this is now Job speaking, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of of the Lord. So, um, let's look at another verse, uh, Psalm 49. Let's read from verse 16. He says, Be not afraid when a man becomes rich, when the glory of his house increases. For when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His glory will not go down after, after him. And the last one that I want us to look at is at, is at least just Five verse 15. And there he says, As he came from his mother's womb, he shall go again, naked as he came, 
and shall take nothing for his toil that he may carry away in his hand. So pretty much, it makes absolutely no sense not to be content with what God has given you. It absolutely makes no sense reading all these verses that, that, that Job, Psalm, Ecclesiastes, one of the words that really gives me a problem pronouncing it, um, it, it makes no sense to actually want thing, to think that godliness is a means of gain. If I'm godly, therefore I will gain something. Paul instead is saying, no, no, no. Actually, godliness with contentment, being happy with what you have, is actually the great gain because nothing we did we bring into this world and when we leave, we will take nothing out of uh, this world. In verse 8, Paul gives a second contradiction to this notion that godliness is a means of, 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 of is the means of gain. Remember, this is what the false teachers and the false and, and the, the targeted people are thinking. Um, they are thinking that godliness is a is, is a means of gain. It's a means being godly means you're gonna get something. And Paul's now now first contradiction that he gave them was actually no. Godliness with contentment, with being happy with what you have, is actually a great great gain. And that is in verse 6 and in verse 7 he gave a reason that because we brought nothing into this world, we will take nothing out of this world. Now the second contradiction to this notion that godliness is a means of gain, he says, but if we have food and clothing, with these we will be content. So in other words, Paul says, this is not, godliness is, is not about uh, being rich. Godliness is not about gaining something. Godliness is not about wanting the best things in this world. In fact, we need to be content with what God has given us. Secondly, when we have the basics, food and clothing here refers to the very basic needs of a human being. To eat and to, to have some clothes to cover themselves against the sun, against the weather, and so on. Those are the basics. And Paul says, in fact, we should be content with the basics. He says, if we have these basics, with these, we will be content. That is what we need to be content with. Instead of wanting and thinking that godliness is a means of gain. This is what the false teacher, the false pastor, and those that he targets are thinking. They are thinking they're going to get something because they are now Christians. They think they're going to get something because they are now godly. And Paul is saying, no, be content. God, your godliness must go with, must not be divorced from contentment. In fact, you must be content with what God has already given you. You must be content with the basics of life, of life, like food and clothing. We must be content. Now, let's look at the, some of the verses that support verse 8 that, that, that Paul has, has, has looked at here. Let's look at Genesis 28, uh, verse 20. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, if this is now Jacob speaking to God, if God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear, so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then the Lord shall be my God. Now again, Jacob was not asking for too much. All he was asking for is actually the basics. 
Let's look at Proverbs 30, verse 8. And it reads, Remove far from me falsehood and lying. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food that is needful for me. Just give me what I need. Don't make me rich. Don't make me poor. Just give me what I need. So again, this is why Paul is saying, this is why he's saying, just be, just be happy with what God has given you. Just be happy. Don't pray to God and, and, and ask God for all the riches in the world and so on. Just be content. Ask for the basics. Ask, ask for what is enough for you to be able to live a godly life. Rather, don't think that living a godly life means you're going to be, be rich. Now we're starting to get to verse 9a and 10b. In verse 9a and in verse 10b, Paul gives consequences for discontentment. He, he now gives us the reason, that the consequences that befall someone who instead of being content um, with what God has given them, the basics of life, the basic necessities of life, those who want more, those who go beyond that. And Paul gives us now what happens to them. He says here in verse 9, and let me change the color of this pen so that we can actually see that now we are talking about the consequences. Verse 9 reads, but those who desire to be rich. This is those who, instead of being contentment, content with the basics of life, instead of being content with, with what God has given them, they instead desire to be rich. This is what happens to them. They fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and in and destruction. This is what happens. Now, if you want what more than what God has given you, if you have the, the enough, if you have the basics to live a fruitful life, but yet you want to more, you want to be have more than you need. Paul says, those who desire more than they need, they fall into temptation. They fell into a snare, a trap, into a senseless and harmful desires. These desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. The end result of those who chase after richness is ruin and destruction. This is what Paul is saying. The end result of those that are not content with the basics that God gives them end up in ruin and in destruction. This is what happens to them. This is exactly what happens if you think that being a Christian, being godly, means you're going to be rich means you're going to get promoted, means you're going to get this or you're going to get that. You're going to chase after this and your end result will be ruin and destruction. And I'm going to go, I'm going to jump this here because I'll come back to it. 
He says here as well, this is the next thing that happens to the people who want to be rich. He says it is through this, it is through this craving, through this same desire, this desire here, this desire here, it is through this same desire that some have wandered away from the faith. They have even moved away from the faith. Whether these people were Christians or not, that's not the point here. But the point is they move away because of this desire to want to be rich, because of this desire to want more than the basics, because of the lack of contentment, they find themselves wandering away from the faith. Not only that, but they pierce themselves with many pangs, then they get into lots and lots of trouble. They find themselves in such deep trouble because of this desire of wanting to be rich. This is what happens to them. And let's look at a couple of verses that actually uh, support, support, support this. And, and I want us to look at Proverbs uh, 28, uh, 20. It says, a faithful man will abound with blessings, but whoever hastens to be rich will not go unpunished. In fact, that's a warning from God. If you, you will be punished, if all you want is to rush and want to be rich, what's going to happen to you is God will punish you. Now let's 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 look at another another verse here. Uh, Matthew 13 22. And this is now Jesus speaking. As for what was sown among thorns, this is what this is about the seed being thrown and this one falling on the rocks and so on. And as for what was sown among thorns, this is the seed that fell among thorns. Thorns. This is the one who hears the word. He gets the word of God. He hears it, he goes to church, and the deceitfulness of the riches. Choke the word and it proves unfruitful. Even if he goes to church and you preach to him, because of this desire to be rich, because of this failure to, 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 to be content with the basics, he ends up being choked, this word of God being choked out of him by this desire and this word does not become fruitful uh, in his life. Let's look at Luke 12, 15. And he said to them, Take care and be on your guard against all covetousness, for one's life does not consist in the abundance of his possessions. Possessing as many things as you can should not be your goal. Let's look at verse 21. So is the one who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. So we need to make sure. Let's look at Luke 12. I don't know. Um, those who who put their, 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 their hearts, their desires on, on, on treasure and not on God equally will move away from faith, will end up in as much trouble as one can get himself in. And remember Proverbs, you will be punished. So now, all this supports what Paul says here, that if you do not want to be content, if basics are not good enough for you, if you are not content with basics but your desire is to be rich, 
then you will fall into temptation. You will be trapped into that mode of wanting to be rich, into senseless and harmful desires that eventually will plunge you, will fall, let you fall into destruction. And because of this desire, you will wander away from the faith because this faith somehow now is, you know, is standing with a stumbling block in you getting to what you want, which is being reached. And therefore, you will set it aside, you will move away from it, and, and you will just find yourself in all sorts of trouble. Now, um, in verse 9b, Paul gives a general overarching reason why this are consequences of 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 discontentment and let's look at verse 10a i wanted us to look at this he says for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil it's as if paul summarizes the whole of nine and the rest of ten where he said that the desire to be rich brings destruction, makes people wander away from faith and gets them into lots and lots of trouble. He says it is the love of money. This is, it is the love, not money, the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evil. Because of this love of money, because of this desire to be rich, all sorts of evil starts out of that. All sorts of thought, evil thoughts, evil plans, anything it takes to be rich starts from the love of money. This desire to be, to be rich instead of being content with what God has given you. This is a warning. This, this is a warning from Paul. This is a, 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 a teaching from Paul that says, do not think that being Christian is being rich. Do not think that becoming godly means you're going to be a rich person. Do not pursue richness. Let the desire to be rich not be your goal. Rather, be content with what you have. Be content with the basics. If you don't have the basics, by all means, then pray to God, to just like what Jacob did. Pray to God to get the basics, the very basics that you need, food and clothing, so that you can continue to live a fruitful life. You can continue to live a life that glorifies God. But if your desire is the same as these false teachers, you are equally going to find yourself plunged into destruction, you will find yourself wandering away from your faith, from the faith and in all sorts of trouble. And because of this love of money that has now taken over your heart, all evil will stem from that. You will start to have evil thoughts, evil plans, whatever it takes to get the money. We see this. We see this in our country and I'm urging you today, do not allow the desire to be rich control your life. Do not allow the desire to have more than you need to control your life. Because if that happens, Paul warns us that it only leads to destruction, it only leads to us moving away from the faith, and it only puts us in lots and lots of trouble. So I am talking to you, the one who thought that being a Christian is a means of gain. 
stop thinking like that. Instead, be content with what God has given you. If you have the basics, thank God, glorify God, and, 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 and live a fruitful life that will show the world that you love God. If you don't have the basics, pray to God for the basics. Don't pray to God to be rich. I am asking you today, if you have this desire to be rich and it is controlling your life, you need to repent. You cannot do it on yourself. Pray to God. Ask Him to be merciful to you so that you can change, so that you can no longer be driven by this desire to be rich. I I pray that from today onward that you do not allow the desire to be rich to overarch, to be the, the overarching desire that takes over your heart because we've just seen what happens to those that think that godliness or being a Christian is a means of gain. Their end result is destruction, their end result is punishment from God, their end result is wandering away from faith, their end result is they pierce themselves with many pangs. I hope this word has actually woken you up today. I hope this word has helped you today not to no longer put the desire to be rich to allow that to control yourself. The love of money that you have had, put it under control because this is where evil stems from. Once you are taken over by your love of money, nothing will stop you. Even evil plans, evil thoughts will over come you so that you can get rich. Rather be content with what you have and thank God for the basics that you have. If you don't have the basics, pray for the basics. But pray to God, most importantly, not to have and pursue this sinful desire to be rich because it will only lead you to ungodliness. Thank you for listening to the Cosmos today. I hope this was waking um, and an awakening to you if you are one of those people that Paul is talking about here. I hope this will help you. I pray that God changes your heart. I pray that God helps you to realize that pursuing richness can only lead you to destruction. In fact, pursue holiness and be content with what you have. This was the crossroad and this is Tepo Mafata and I want to thank you for listening to us and please go to our website at www.undilutedwordofgod.co.za this is, That is where you will get all other messages including this one. It will be stored there. Please subscribe to get uh, uh, messages directly to your inbox. We will not sell uh, uh, your details. We will not send them. It is just an easier way so that you don't have to wait for me to link to these uh, uh, messages. You can just get them directly into your inbox. This is the crossroad. I hope this message will find a fruitful and a already prepared heart, prepared by God, so that this word can become fruitful in your life. Amen.